Happy Tuesday! My name is Alan. And my name's Nick. And welcome into the dungeon. This week we find ourselves high up in the Sword Mountains, where shrewd shrubberies have taken respite amongst a small enclave of trees. They fill their bellies with some sausage and some warmed wine. And when we last left them, they were preparing to tuck in for the night and decide their order of watches. Well... I think, me being the leader, I should lead by example, so I'll take the first watch tonight, if it's okay with all of you, and you can get the first rest. You sure, sure? Yes, yes, of course, yes. It's no problem. And I think, I mean, who's gonna make the way up this dreadful mountain anyway? I think it, it will all be fine. As long as the dragon doesn't make a show? No, no, we are well hidden. Well, I'm not gonna argue, mate. Time to tuck her in. Are we uh, spooning, or what is it we're doing to keep warm? I'll let that up to you. Caspers <laughs> looks quite fluffy. Caspers is bunking with me. But perhaps you've got a point. Perhaps we should huddle together. What Shrew doing, then? Is Shrew staying awake but staying with his companions, or are you going off to keep watch from some sort of vantage point? Or? Well, yeah, probably better that I leave the immediate area because if we have a fire going on here it's going to be hard to see outside of our enclave or of our enclosure little hole that we have here so I'll cast pass without a trace first in an attempt to hide my tracks in case there's any stalkers out there okay and then I'll try and find a vantage point somewhere where I can overlook our encampment and the surrounding areas I mean, if it gets too cold, I'll probably just go back inside. But I would like to try and withstand the cold as much as I can. Okay, I would say you'd be able to withstand it for about an hour or so before you have to go in and out to warm yourself a bit. In terms of vantage points, because you're in a kind of an enclosure of trees, if you wanted to see outside, you need to climb up one of the trees near the entrance where you came in from and that will give you a good view of the trail that you followed here from what you can see the trees extend up to the cliff face and it's a sheer climb from there so you can take an educated guess that nothing particularly stealthy is going to be able to make its way down unnoticed through that route yeah I want to attempt to climb one of those trees then get a better vantage point see how that goes Okay, give me an acrobatics or athletics check. Okay, starting strong. That's a 17 plus 4. Yeah, without any problems at all. Even with the snow and the frost, you're able to pull yourself up. Are you climbing up the tree or up the cliff face? No, I'll climb up a tree. So yeah, you're there without any issues whatsoever. 
sort of climbing like cliffhanger you know you're holding on with your fingers and then with one hand pulling yourself up and grabbing with another the power of the gauntlets looking over your shoulders to see Fagin's looking at you is he looking he's fast asleep damn it well a tale to tell no doubt about my heroics and my epicness of climbing a tree once I'm up there I want to perceive I want to keep an eye out see what I see alright roll me a perception check then you're wearing your goggles of the night, yes? Yes, of course, yes. That's a total of 17. Okay. So as your watch begins, your party huddles around the small crackling campfire, seeking warmth in the biting cold of the sword mountains. The night is silent, save for the occasional gusts of wind, which make the nearby pine trees shiver, almost with a eerie melody, as if the forest itself was whispering. But your watch continues, and nothing of note happens. Very good. Is my watch over then? Yes. I've been coming in and out, I imagine, up and down the tree. Yeah. All right, so I make my last descent down the tree and wake up the next person. I'll say Fabian. Wake up, Fabian! <sighs> it's your turn. Already? Yes, yes. Nothing to report? Nothing of note? It's been a... A fine watch. Excellent. No sign of the dragon, I take it? No. None whatsoever. <sighs> anyway, I'm going to lie down and... Good luck. Thank you. So Fabian goes off to take watch. I want to squeeze in between Fenna and Caspus. Slightly kicking Fenna away, because I want the warm embrace of furry Caspus. <sighs> Fenna puts an arm around you. I kind of... Reach to it, take it off, and fling it. Fling it away. A bit uncomfortable here. It's a bit... Why don't you move, scooch over that way a bit? Shoo-shoo. <sighs> and she embraces you again. Well, okay. So Fabian's going to take his watch. He's leaning against a tree, shivering. Give me a perception check for him. <laughs> That's a natural one. Natural one? Yeah. Oh dear. Poor Fabian. So some time passes. Fenna starts stirring. <sighs> she sits up, looks around. Where's Fabian? True. She starts to shake you gently. Hi, hi, dragon. Hi, hi, dragon. Did you tell Fabian to take watch? Hi. Hi, Sam. Fenna gets up and starts making her way towards the entrance to this small enclosure that you're in. She finds Fabian fast asleep, looking quite pale. Fabian! Fabian, are you right? Fabian, step out of it. Fabian. Oh, Fenna, I was just just resting my eyes. How's it come for you? Did you fall asleep? Seriously, on a watch? It's so so cold here. You should have come to warm yourself by the fire. Go cuddle up to Caspers and Shrew. Warm yourself up. I'll continue. Fabian drags himself 
near the fire, shivering uncontrollably. With his reach, he spoons through, with enough stretch from his arms, to also embrace Caspus. Starts shivering uncontrollably as he starts to warm. Give me a perception check, with, with disadvantage for sure. That's uh, the most ridiculous roll I've ever done for such a ridiculous check. 19 and natural 20. Oh, wow. You notice this icy touch brushing against your face as he's trying to cuddle up to you both. You can feel the shaking. This doesn't feel like Fenner. What? What's it? Vaden! Oh, true. What are you doing? Why? It's, it's cold. Why are you so cold? Oh, I d- it's freezing out there, true. I know it's freezing. Didn't you take your coat? Yes, but it's still damn cold. What about your hat? I'm wearing it. Did you come down for, for for warmth? Well, no. Well, what do you expect then? Get get closer to Casper. He's he's pretty warm. Oh, yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> Take my coat too. You're no good to us, dead, Fabian. No, not yet. <sighs> Have we got any more of that warmed wine? Yes. And a sausage. I'll warm up one for you. But then I'm going straight to bed. Thank you, sir. I need my sleep. So I prepare the wine and the sausage. Fabian acknowledges them with gratitude as he waltz them down and cuddles into Caspers. I'm going to ask you to give me a perception check for Fenner. That's a total of seven. Okay. So in the stillness of the night, an odd noise echoes through the mountains. A rhythmic, otherworldly sound that catches Fenner's attention. Fenna seems a little shaken when she hears this noise echoing through the mountains. She ventures just a short way from her current post. Give me a survival check for Fenna. That's a total of 12. Fenna's trying to find out where this noise is coming from. But as it echoes and reverberates through the mountains, she's finding it particularly difficult, hesitant to move much further. She hears it now almost coming from behind her. Give me another perception check for Fenner. Total of ten. She can't quite place where this is coming from, but she heads back to the safety of the tree line. She makes her way back to the post, alert. She catches a glimpse of this large bird taking flight from one of the trees. Give me a nature check for Fenner. Total of eighteen. Oh. Oh. Just an owl. Oh. And Fenner takes a position again. The rest of her watch passes without incident. And she goes to wake up Murgub for the fourth and final watch. Murgub, you're up. Oh, Fenner. All right. Oh, I'm ready. Ready for whatever the day brings. And Fenner cuddles up to her companions as Murgub goes to take his watch. Give me a perception check for Murgub. That's a six. Fortunately for Murgub, his watch passes without incident. And so as the first light of the sun touches the peaks of the Sword Mountains, Murgub goes to stir his companions from their slumber. As the sky above is now ablaze with hues of rose and gold, and the night's frost clings tenaciously to the land, glistening like a myriad of diamonds upon the blanket of snow that adorns the landscape. All right, rise and shine, beautifuls. Let's go kill that damn dragon. Up we get, come on. 
Oh, yeah. Good morning, Mulko. I, I love your enthusiasm in the morning. Let's have some breakfast, though, first. It's no good. Hiking on an empty stomach, no. Well, we better get moving quickly, because... Because the sun sets quite early up here, you know? We don't want to be taking too much time. Oh, okay. I mean, you are the expert on these mountains, so... We'll follow your, your cues. Oh, okay. Let's have breakfast on the go, then. Cold sausage. Oh. oh, I've got some, I've got some badger hair in my mouth. Oh. What have you been up to? Oh. Oh, just snuggling up to Caspers. Quite the bedtime companion. Indeed, it's like a big old warm blanket. I hand out some sausages and start packing our stuff so that we... And get going as soon as we can, like Murgub said. The chill air bites at your faces as you emerge from your cocoon of coats and blankets. And you exhale clouds of mist that hang briefly in the frigid morning air, before dissipating into the vastness of the mountains. Your campfire now a mere bed of smouldering embers. The pine trees which watched over you stand stoically, as shrew shrubberies gather their belongings. The needles dusted with the frost of the winter night almost seem to acknowledge you with a gentle sway of the breeze. Sword mountains shrouded in mist and mystery stand tall and proud, their peaks piercing the heavens like the spires of forgotten realms. And so our heroes, shrew shrubberies, venture forth once more into the embrace of the frozen wilderness and the icy challenges that await them. What's your marching order? Fabian will go first, followed by Fena, Kaspus, Murkub, and then me. Seeing as Fabian is leading the way, I'm going to ask you to give me a survival check for him. That's a total of six. Does he roll with advantage? No, because he, he knew where north was always, right? With his bow. That's correct. So that, that didn't give him advantage or anything. No, he just knows which direction north is. And so Fabian leads the way. As you traverse the frozen wastes of this mountain. After a couple of hours, the snow-covered path gives way to patches of ice that gleams like shards of glass in the dim light. The air carries a biting chill. The ground beneath your boots betrays the telltale signs of an imminent challenge. An ice patch hidden beneath a deceptively thin layer of snow catches you off guard. One by one, it tests your footing cautiously, realizing the slipperiness beneath. The trail ahead has turned into a precarious dance as you and your party attempt to navigate the icy patches the frozen ground demanding a delicate balance between caution and progress. This path is narrowed, flanked on either side by steep slopes that descend 40 feet below you. As you take your next steps, the true nature of the ice reveals itself. Its glassy surface polished to a treacherous sheen by the mountain's relentless winds. Fabian leading the way tightens his grip on his weapon and casts a wary glance at the sheer drop that awaits those who fail to navigate this perilous passage tension in the air is palpable as your boots begin to slip and slide on this unforgiving surface. The wind howls around you like a spectral warning, hiding the sense of danger that looms with each step. We need a dexterity saving throw for each party member. So first up is Fabian. I'm just rolling the medium boy today. The, that's my dice, which was lovingly known as big boy, but now, you know, they shot me down, and now it's medium boy just to give a bit of context. 
I'm just rolling the same die for all the characters today. I normally get a die for different character. Fabian is an 18. Okay. Over to Fenner. 17 for Fenner. Okay. Caspus. 16 for Caspus. It's Murkob's turn. 10 for Murkob. And last but not least, Buffshrew. Here we go, Buffshrew. I knew it. I knew it. Total of five for Buffshrew. All right, as you're making your way across this patch of ice, Fabian shouts out. Oh, watch yourself! Whoa, whoa, this is slippery! Fabian, where have you gotten us into now? I don't know why I let you lead. We're gonna, you're gonna be the death of us. Hold on to something. And I'm starting to slip and slide all over the place. Oh, Caspers, hold on. What do you mean, where have I led us? There's only one bloody way to go, is there, and it's up. Well, yes, but I'm sure there's more paths, not the most slippery of paths. Anyway, hold on to something. And as you say that, you grab onto Murkub. Fenner, Fabian, and Caspers manage to make us a safety. And suddenly, Shrew and Murkub feel as if they're falling 40 feet down. Fabian! <laughs> oh, what are you doing, you little bastard? Hey, no need for that. You'll never hear the last of this, Fabian! As I'm falling down the 40 foot drop. Wow. Okay, here we go. Murkub and Shrew start falling down. As you're both shouting, and foom, you hit the bottom with a thud, and you both take 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh! My back! Murkub, get off me! Oh, you little bugger! What was I supposed to do? There's nothing to hold on to. I thought you were stronger. Oh, you threw me off balance. I blame you, Shrew. Oh, whatever. Fabian! I shout up. Shrew! Get yourself down here and help us up! This is all your fault. How the hell is this my fault? You're the one that slipped. But you, you took us down the, the most treacherous of paths. There's only one way to go. Up. And where do I go now? Up. <laughs> and as he says that, boom, a rope falls down. Oh, thank you. I start climbing up the rope. Give me an athletics check. And one for Murkub as well. Actually, we'll say with advantage both of them. Because Fabian's pulling up as well. I rolled a five twice for Shrew, so five plus four, because now I have those gauntlets, total of nine, and for Murgob, that's a three and a fourteen, so fourteen plus four, eighteen. So Shrew gets about a quarter of the way up. The cold must be getting to those big muscles of his, or perhaps it's dampening the strength of the yoga gauntlets. You can't quite pull yourself up. Suddenly, Murgob is right behind you. Oh, come on, Shrew! Those big muscles and no strength. It's, it's, it's Fabian. He doesn't stop swinging the, the, the rope. They're fake muscles. Well, yes, they are fake muscles, but it's Fabian. Keep the damned rope still, Fabian. He looks over his shoulder at Fenner. Got half a mind to let go of the damn rope. Put your back into it, true. <sighs> what a start. What a start to the, to, to the ascent of the mountain. This doesn't bode well, Murkov, I tell you. Murko places a hand on your buttocks and starts pushing you up to help you get to the top. Don't worry, big boy. I've got you covered. I did tell Dazzler and Norbus that I'd look after you. Big man. I'm not a baby, Murko. I'm the hero of... Normangard. 
Kijo must rather. But please, thank, thank, keep pushing. Thank you. After a little while, you and Murkab make your way at the top. Oh, shoo, Murkab, are you all right? Yes, yes. Let's carry on. Let's put this nasty episode behind us. Let's forget about it. This didn't happen. Let's not dampen our spirits on our way up to the mountain. Let's keep going. Okay, and so Shu shrubberies continue on their ascent of the Sword Mountains. Let me in front, Fabian. I've got this. I don't want any more perilous trails. Be my guest. But by the gods. I hope they help you, because if not, I will not let you live this down. Don't worry. I'm a druid. Nature is my calling. I'm at my best in the wilds. I've got this. Just a reminder, listeners, true is a druid with zero in nature. <laughs> nature is a charisma stat. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I would have thought that would have been wisdom. Yeah, so why would you not have it as wisdom if the druid is a wisdom-based class? Doesn't make sense. It's quite funny, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, kind of makes sense, knowing how true is. All right, then give me a survival check for true. Total of ten. A little better. And so a shoe shrubberies venture higher up into the peaks of the Sword Mountains. The skies begin to darken, and an ominous stillness hangs in the air. Unseen forces stir in the heavens, and suddenly the tranquil landscape transforms to a maelstrom of swirling wind. The first telltale flakes descend, delicate and innocent, but heralding the arrival of a relentless blizzard. The wind, now a banshee's wail, rises with an unearthly howl, whipping the snow into a frenzied dance. The visibility now dwindles with each passing moment, the world reduced to a monochromatic blur of white. The biting cold seeps through every layer of your clothing, and the air itself almost seems to freeze as the blizzard engulfs you in its icy embrace. Oh, I can't see anything, Shu. Do you know where you're taking us? Yes, don't worry. This is just a... It's, it's a blizzard of sorts. It's, it's this natural phenomenon of the mountains of ice by a peak. We have to... trudge on and get through this. I hope we don't walk off a cliff. I can barely see my hand in front of my face. Some of us already walked off a cliff, thanks to you. Then don't worry. Just stay behind me. It'll be fine. As you continue trudging on, the blizzard is showing no signs of mercy. Your limbs begin to numb, and your minds begin to cloud with a freezing gale. After a distance, you stumble upon a small, rocky outcrop. As the blizzard continues its relentless assault, you're now faced with a choice. Continue to brave the storm, or wait out the tempest in this rocky refuge which offers little by way of protection, but better than nothing. As the mountain winds howl their indifference, even the fate of our heroes suspended in the icy grasp of the Sword Mountains. What are Shrew Shrubberies going to do? So, what are we doing? Shall we continue? Through this blizzard? Or should we hunker down and rest and try to make sort of shelter? Oh, there's not much shelter here, is there? No. Maybe if we dig into the snow, maybe we can make a little cave. But the rate the snow's falling. It'd be like trying to dig a hole in... On the shores of the Sword Coast. Hmm. Well, you're leading the way. What do you say, Shrew? Do I see anywhere that's sheltered from the snowfall a bit? Perhaps, uh, I don't know, underneath trees or 
inside a rock face, somewhere where the blizzard isn't so severe. There's no trees near where you are at the moment. As far as you can tell, at least, because you can't really see beyond the hand in front of your face. I think we're going to freeze to death out here. I say we press on. Surely there must be some sort of cave around here. Or if we're lucky, another small nest of trees. With this weather, it'll be like finding a needle in a haystack. But if we stop, we probably will freeze to death. Let's keep going. Stay close to each other. No one gets lost. Should we tie the rope around ourselves? Good idea. Let's do that. And so each of Shrew's shrubberies wraps the rope around their waists. I'm not going to ask you for a, a not to tie unless you really want to. It's more so you don't get lost from each other rather than fall down. Yeah, we're holding onto the rope as well. It's not like it has to be super tight or anything. Yeah, I just wanted to check because if you want to tie it and one of you walks off a cliff, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that could be the end of the campaign. <laughs> All right, then. Give me a survival check, please. Total of 19. Ashu leads the way, battling through this tumultuous blizzard as you begin to feel battered and weary from the cold. As fate would have it, you stumble upon a hidden sanctuary in the form of a very small cave nestled within the frosted embrace of the Sword Mountains. You can just see it now, about 10 feet in front of you in this blizzard. There! I found a cave! I've led us to safety. Well done, Shrew. You're welcome now. Hush, hush down, in case something else is making shelter in there. You're right. Let's go slowly and quietly. As you approach, the entrance reveals itself. Dark moor on the snow-covered rock, beckoning like a secret portal to warmth and relative safety. Can I see inside from where I am? You can. Do I see anything in there? You see a small chamber, once moved by the passage of the ages. Its walls glistening with moisture. Evidence of a trickle of water that's carved its path through the stone over countless years. You can see that its interior is modest. Ceiling adorned with icicles that hang like crystalline chandeliers, shimmering in the feeble light that penetrates its darkness. That's what you can see from the entrance. So nothing inside, no living creature inside making it its own give me a perception check then see if you see the yeti hiding in there <laughs> total of 20 as Shrew's looking in he sees nestled up in the corners of this small cave almost hidden away just get a glimpse of a number of bats okay here we go time to crack the speak with animals spell. I want to cast that and talk to the bats. Friends! I hope I am not intruding in your cave or waking you up for that matter. You see, we are travelers, adventurers, and we seek shelter from the blizzard outside. Awful day, awful weather. Could we make your home our temporary abode? You see some of the bats turn to face you. Our home. Leave. Okay. The weather is shit outside. We need rest. We need we need shelter. Or we're gonna die. I've, I've got I've got offerings. I've got sausages. I've got meat. I've got food. If you want food, I can give you food. 
Are you doing this with a sausage in your hand? Yeah, as I say that, I take out a sausage of the bag of holding. Give me a persuasion with advantage. Total of 15. As you say that, holding the sausage out towards the bats. It's kind of like when you go to feed pigeons at Trafalgar Square. These swarms of bats just come rushing towards you. Start nibbling the sausage straight from your hand. Whoa, whoa. Oh, shoo! It's okay. I, I, I just throw the sausage. They ravage it. Is it okay if we stay then? More. Oh, damn it. I was saving a few. Yeah, I only got one more. But before I give it to you, does anything else make this cave their home? Our home. Only yours. No more creatures. Food. Okay, here. I throw the sausage. They devour it. Then return to the ceiling of the cave to rest. But could you just kill them, sure? No. The, the, the creatures, they're animals. They're friendly. To their home. You don't go into people's homes and kill them, do you? Why would you do that to other bats? Makes no sense. What if they attack us? I've spoken to them. They won't attack. Will, will you attack us whilst we sleep? They're roosting now back to sleep. Filled up on the sausages. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me. Wake up a second. I... Do you intend to attack us while we sleep? We have a deal, right? You haven't said much after the sausage I gave you. Sleep. Okay. Me or you or, or you are going to sleep? Me. Oh, okay. So we're fine, right? Rest. Okay, okay, rest. Fabian, it's all good. He's telling us to sleep and rest. Don't worry about it. Well, if you don't like this, you can always come outside in the blizzard. I think we can take our chances with a few bats. The bats settle down. Faint echo reverberates within the cave, lending a mysterious quality to your surroundings. At least for now, true shrubbery seems safe from the blizzard's fury. The ground, though uneven and rocky, provides a welcome surface for you and your friends to rest upon. After about three hours, the blizzard subsides. You can hear the sound of the wind drop. Sounds like the blizzard's finished. Sure does. And we weren't attacked by the, by the bats. All in all, a sound plan. Now let's get going. We need to make some good time. We've lost three hours here. Plus God knows how long when you threw yourself off that cliff with Murkup. Let's not ponder on that. Well, do you want to lead the way then, True? Yes, of course. Uh, I think I've proven myself to be a good leader. Found this cave in our most dire of needs. Let's get going. Double time. We've got to save up for those three hours that we spent here and the treacherous trail you led us on. Let's go. Perhaps we still keep the rope in case anything happens to one of us. Sounds like a good idea. It's reassuring. And we leave the cave. Same order, just me in front this time, Murko at the back. We are holding the rope as we go along. And we are marching. Double time. Give me a survival check for sure, please. I got this. Total of 22. Ooh. I got this. Alright, 22. Shoe shrubberies continue to press on. The biting cold penetrating your clothing, sapping your strength and your resolve with each passing moment. 
Your breath hangs in the air like fleeting ghosts, visible reminder of the harsh conditions you currently face. And so you press on through the unforgiving terrain of the Sworn Mountains. The rhythmic crunch of snow beneath your boots, suddenly interrupted by a somber discovery. A head nestled against a small outcrop lies a large mound that appears to be covered in snow. Why would you say it's a somber discovery? Well, give me a perception check. Total of 23. Oh, high rolling today. Apart from when you fell off the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> well, somber. Because from this distance, because it appears to have the shape of some sort of creature. With that roll, I'll say that it doesn't seem to be moving to you. It's totally covered by snow, right? Yes. And um, would I see, like, with the roll I did, would I see any breathing or any movement at all? There's no movement, there's no breathing. Catch a glimpse of what almost appears to be a tail. Coming out from under the snow, or covered with the snow? Just peeking out from part of the snow. Can I tell what the tail belongs to? If you get close enough to inspect it? Yeah, I'll stealthily get closer. Stay here for a second. There's no sense in all of us going. I'm just going to check what I see. That mound is a bit strange looking. We're losing some of the rope shoe. Don't go too far. No, no, just here where the mound is. First out of danger, I'm pulling you back, Shrew. Yes, of course. To get close enough, with that perception roll, the shape almost seems to take the form of a horse buried under the snow. Motherfucker. <laughs> you better not be Betsy. <laughs> oh my god. Fagan! What? what is it, oh, Shrew? Hold on. It's Betsy! What do you mean, but the, the, the damn dragon dropped her here. The horse that you that I saved you from. No, no, the, ori the original Betsy. The dragon must have dropped her here. She might be alive. Oh, oh. I run up to the mound and I start clearing the snow. You start clearing the snow frantically. Sure enough, there lays the lifeless form of a horse. It's once majestic frame now frozen in the grip of death. You start clearing that snow. The stark scent of decay strikes you. The horse's coat, once a vibrant hue, bears the marks of frostbite and rigidity, each hair encased in a delicate layer of ice. As you continue clearing the snow, you are met with its vacant gaze, frozen in a haunting expression of suffering, telling a silent tale of a struggle against the biting cold that permeates these mountains. Is it wearing a harness? It's wearing a harness? Fucking bastard. Is I it Betsy? As you continue to clear the snow in your panic, you feel a sense of relief Do you realise that this cannot be Betsy. Because it's wearing a saddle. False alarm! It's not Betsy. Poor horse, but not Betsy. She might still be up there with a the dragon. Given his company, I'm sure of it. She's alive. Sure. Now, now, Fenna. To tell you, Fenna. Betsy, you're not going to find Betsy. Fenna. I thought it was weeks ago, through. It's she's the dragon carried her off. Yes, as a companion, as a, as a pet, of course. It's lonely up in the mountain. It, need, it needs entertainment. It needs a little friend. Now let's carry on. What do you think the damn dragon's gonna be doing with horse, Shrew? You think the horse is gonna juggle for its entertainment? It's gone. He's right, Shrew. Never lose hope. Never lose hope. 
Let's go! As you get up, something catches your eye on this horse. You notice that it's wearing saddlebags. Actually, one moment. This horse has saddlebags. Perhaps we find something in it. I want to investigate the saddlebags before I open them. I want to try and see what's inside without actually opening them up or touching them in case, I don't know, they're trapped. Can I check for traps in a saddlebag? On a dead horse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what killed it? Maybe it was one of the traps misfired. I don't know. I don't I don't want to take any chances. I just want to look at it and see if it's safe. It's apparent to you that this horse died from cold, given the frostbite that I described before. You don't need to do much investigating from a distance because you can see that there's a number of torches attached to it. What appears to be a crowbar. And the saddlebags actually seem to be quite full. Okay, so I take the crowbar because you never know when you're going to need one. And... I also take the torches, because you can also do with extra ones. And then I'm going to open the saddlebags. Well, inside the saddlebags, you find ten rations. A coil of rope. Two flasks of oil. A hammer. A cracked hooded lantern, which seems to have got damaged. Potentially when the horse finally keeled over. And you also find three potions of regular healing which seem to be in the same bottles that you've seen at Adabras. Ooh. Okay, so a client of Adabra? Perhaps Adabra's horse. She never mentioned a horse missing, so I'm imagining it must be a client of hers. Not the horse, whoever owned it, obviously. <laughs> Maybe it was a talking horse. Maybe. So I grab all of that and stow it away in my bag of holding. At this point, the light is starting to fade now. The cold is becoming more unbearable. And so shoe shrubberies continue their trudge forward. The wind seems to carry whispered taunts. Cruel reminder of the vulnerability. The face of nature's fury. Each step almost feels like an eternity. You feel tiredness setting in. You continue along the path. You see in the distance. It appears to be a lone tent. Weather-beaten. Standing defiant against the biting cold. A sole, lonely structure. In this barren landscape. What is that true? It appears to be a tent. That's perhaps where the horse came from. From a tent? You think a horse was camping? No, I think that perhaps the owner is camping. Oh. Perhaps the horse got lost in the blizzard. Yes, perhaps you're right. Maybe we should return all these items to the owner. I'm sure he'll... Did you bump your head on the way down that cliff? Well, I bumped much more than my head. To top it off, Morkov fell on me. Well, I might have fallen on you, mate, but you're the, the reason we both fell in the first place. Shh, keep your voice down, Morkov. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Sir. Come on, get your head in it. We're going to kill a dragon soon. In what? In the situation we are at. Oh. We don't want to go up the mountain and you shouting around. Announcing yourself to the dragon. You might want to keep your own voice down, sure. As Fennel looks nervously up to the sky. Yes, yes, you're right. Anyway, let me investigate the tent. Day back. Again, no sense in all of us trudging along, making noise. I'll see if it's safe. Fabian draws his sword. As Murgot brandishes his scimitar. Be careful, sure. This looks strange. Yes. 
It might look strange, but if there is a poor person there, what do you think they are going to think is approaching them? A band of brigands? Assassins? Put your weapons away. There's, there's time for that. Are you sure about this show? I'm sure. When have my instincts failed us? Fabian was sheathing his sword again, but just as you say that, he starts to unsheathe it again. Fabian, come now. It's a tent. We found its horse. The saddlebags had nothing strange in them. You know, a hammer, potions, oil, normal stuff. A crowbar? Well, a crowbar. You go in up a mountain, you take a crowbar. As you wish. And he sheaves his sword again. You can put your hand on the pommel. But don't unsheathe this yet. So what you doing then? I want to get closer stealthily. Alright, give me a self check. I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace. I cast it so that I get my companions as well, so they are under the influence of the spell. Okay. But at the moment it's just true that stealthing, so I just need one check. Okay. Total of 26. So Shrew approaches cautiously. You note the eerie silence that envelops this makeshift camp. You can see from this distance now that the fabric, once vibrant, bears the scars of the unforgiving elements. As you get closer, the air bears a strange smell, one that you've become familiar with in your adventures, is the ominous stench of death. Give me a perception check. 18. Recognizing that smell, start looking around, cautiously. You notice a body, about 10 feet away from the tent, off to one side, half covered in snow. The victim lays clad in tattered furs. You can see an arrow embedded in his chest. It seems like this was a rugged, sullen brute, but he lies there, in the cruel irony of death by cold steel in a land already gripped by the icy fingers of the cold mountains. Can I tell if this corpse belongs to an orc or a human? This looks like a human. Can I tell what kind of workmanship this arrow belongs to? This looks like a decent arrow to you. Doesn't look like a crude orcish weapon. No one that you're familiar with from goblins. It looks like a Rather regular looking arrow. Do I see anything else inside the tent? Any belongings? Well, you haven't looked inside the tent yet. I'm this looking. is somebody on the outside. Oh, this is somebody on the outside. Okay. Yeah, just off to the side. Ooh. Okay, push further in then. want to get into the tent. Or peer into it, at least, from the outside. Within the tent, a morbid scene unfolds. Three lifeless forms... They sprawled across makeshift bedding, their throats cruelly slit as they slept. You see the pale faces of two women and one man, staring blankly into the abyss. Tense interior seems to absorb the weight of the tragedy, casting a pall on the frigid air. The woman has red hair that has been pulled back into a ponytail. The other woman seems rather muscular, with black hair and cold blue eyes, wide open. The man seems rather unshapely, as if his best years had been behind him. Do they look like freshly killed people? It doesn't look like they were recently killed, as in like today. They seem to have been dead 
a while. What kind of clothes is a man wearing? Lavish, rich clothes or more like tatters? Makeshift leather armor. They all look like warriors or, I mean, you know, explorers. No one looks like a noble or anything here, right? The dress in a manner that you would associate with bandits or mercenaries. Okay. Can I search the tent a bit? Give me an investigation check. Twelve total. On the clothes. They don't seem to have anything of value. Not even weapons at this point. But something does catch your eye. The woman that has the ponytail. She seems to be holding a piece of parchment. And around the tent, I haven't seen anything. Does it seem ransacked? It does. It seems as if they were killed in their sleep, but then the place has been ransacked. Okay, can I pick up the parchment? You pry it away from the cold, rigid fingers. I'm sorry. I'm a bit curious by nature. What does this say? You open up the parchment. There's few words on here. Written in common, but the scent that carries a weight. It reads, Final warning. Leave these mountains, or pay in blood. And stamped at the bottom of this note is a five-headed dragon. And that's where we're going to call the session. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what am I getting into here? <laughs> Okay. 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 Take it easy. Gotta breathe. I can feel the tension in the studio here tonight. What's going on? Hmm. What's going on on this mountain? What true getting himself into here? Is this part of the original Dragon of Ice by a peak? Oh no, we left the original <laughs> Dragon of Ice by a peak like 60 episodes ago. Okay. So the things get deeper and more curious. Okay. That they do, and we really hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode as much as we've enjoyed playing it. But if you want some more, why not visit our website www.i2td.com. We've got links to all our good stuff, including a blog, which I think is a little neglected at the moment. We need to put a nice update on there. And also, of course, as we say every week, our link to our Buy Me A Coffee page, where you can join up for one of our membership tiers or perhaps even purchase an item, which by doing so will allow you to take part in the stories we tell and shape the adventures we play. If you cannot donate or join one of those membership tiers, do not worry, you can still help us out tremendously by liking, subscribing, sharing our content, following us on all our social media. You can check it all out at i2td.com as well. And why not leave a review on your favoured podcast player? That would help us a lot, and we thank you very, very much for it. That we do. And you know where that brings us to? Yep, the end of the episode club. The last one standing. Where we give you a password, you use it in a comment section somewhere where you can find us. And then we decide who is the weak Selkijo Masvrada. The winner will get their comment posted on Discord, so if you're not in Discord, join us there. And you'll also get the title of El Kiyomas Brother for a week. It's not much, 
but it's the taking part in fun that counts. So do you have a password for us this week, Nick? I sure do. Then tell us, why are you holding up, man? <laughs> it's no problem, man. <laughs> is, is that it? Snow problem? Snow problem. I love it. I love it. Snow problem. So there you go. That's the password. Just use it as you see fit. And we'll read them and see which one's our favorite one. So yeah, look forward to seeing those. Without further ado, I think it's time to bid you all good night and farewell. We hope you join us next time as we delve into the dungeon. Getting hot in here. Uh-huh. Only February. God help us in, in August. I'm gonna ask you to give me a perception check for February. Oh, bloop, bloop. Oh, shoot. What do you mean, why have I let us? There's only one bloody way up. What do you mean? Con you. <laughs> Travelers, adventurers, and we seek shelter. It's lonely up in the mountain. It needs entertainment. It needs a little friend. Now, let's carry on. What do, you, what do you think this is, Shrew? Shrek! <laughs> 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 Don't give <that. laughs>